So praise the Lord. Let's pray together before uh, we turn to Psalm 46 tonight. Praise God. Father, we give you thanks again for this uh, wonderful privilege to come together in this fashion around your word. We thank you for the great liberty that we have, Lord, to come and to look at your word and to uh, Lord, to hear from your throne tonight. And we just pray, oh God, Lord, just giving you thanks for your blessing upon every home. <clears throat> Lord, we pray tonight that they would, each and every one, know the blessing of the Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord, again for Kim and the family. Lord, we're asking for, Lord, your touch upon our life and protect our family, our home. We pray, plead the blood of Jesus over her, Lord, and we just ask tonight, Lord, you would undertake for, for Kim, Lord. We give you thanks for the answered prayers that are coming in. Oh, God, we give you all the praise and all the glory tonight for what you're doing in these days. We know, Lord, you're doing a, a sure work, a, an eternal work in so many lives and amongst your people. So, Lord, we pray, keep her eyes upon you tonight, Lord. We pray for your help, Lord. We pray, Lord, you would undertake Lord, we pray again for the leaders of these nations, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, that they would know, Lord, the leading of the Lord to guide them. Oh, Father, we're praying for a real, Lord, awakening amongst your people, a real stirring in the depths of our being, Lord. Oh, Father, we're crying out, Lord, for Lord, for you to move mightily, Lord. And Lord, we believe you're, you're doing something in the midst of all of this, Lord. And we just ask again tonight, Lord, that you would enable us to preach your word to, Lord, anoint us tonight, Lord. We pray, Lord, get our focus, get all the thoughts away, Lord. We pray, Lord, even just even any distractions, Lord. We just pray tonight, Lord, that everyone that is tuned in, Lord, we pray that the blessing of the Lord would be upon them, that, Lord, give his ears to hear tonight, anoint us to preach your word. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that you would move, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We're asking, Lord, for, Lord, an outpouring of thy spirit, Lord, a, a real Holy Ghost outpouring, Lord, a revival to sweep this land again, Lord. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord, Lord, would you come among us tonight, Lord, help us, Lord, in, in, in the place, Lord, of, of preaching, Lord, to stand, to, Lord, to, pro, to proclaim your word and to teach your word tonight, Lord. Oh, Father, we're just praying, would you make it alive? Lord, that's the, the, the cry of our hearts, make it alive. Oh, Father, stir us, Lord, pour in, Lord, to the depths of our beings tonight. Lord, that the faith of God would rise in every life tonight, Lord. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Lord, undertake for us tonight, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible there, you can turn with me uh, to Psalm 46. We've been looking at this great uh, psalm over uh, the last few weeks. And again, Psalm 46, we're turning there tonight. And uh, we're going to read the whole psalm again. Psalm 46, uh, beginning to read at verse 1. Psalm 46 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles 
of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. And the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. And we know the Lord will bless the reading of his word to your hearts tonight. You know, in the Bible, we're going to be looking here just at verse 4 tonight. There is a river, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. And in the Bible, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit is often revealed to us in symbols, symbolically. And the reason for that, these symbols that are used, is to convey to us a great truth concerning the attributes of God and revealing to us the primary ministry of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and that is to reveal everything of Jesus and who he is and the glories and the riches of his grace to our lives. So the Holy Spirit will be portrayed to us in symbols. And I want to go through some of them tonight just for us to understand that one of those symbols is fire. In Exodus chapter 13 and verse 31, the children of Israel are being brought through that great wilderness after being delivered out of Egypt. The Bible says in Exodus 13 and 21 that the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them in the way and by night in a pillar of fire. And this is what the pillar of fire was to do, to give them light to go by day and night. The pillar of cloud, we'll come to the cloud in a moment, but and the pillar of fire. So fire here being a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said of the Holy Ghost in John chapter 14 and 26, remember that pillar of fire was to guide them, was to lead the children of Israel. But in John 14 and verse 26, Jesus said, The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He will guide you. He will teach you. He will reveal to you and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we see him in the Old Testament. We see him revealed as the comforter in the New Testament, and as our teacher, he will lead just like he did in the pillar of fire. He will teach and he will guide us in the new covenant. In Luke chapter 3 and verse 16, 
John said, I indeed baptize you with water. There's one that's mightier than I that cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. That's Jesus Christ. But he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. There's that symbol again, the purifying work of the Holy Spirit in the fire. In Acts chapter 2, we read, On the day of Pentecost there appeared unto them as of cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So we see that these symbols of fire of the in the old and in the new, representing and portraying to us the Holy Spirit. Not only is there fire, but there is also the cloud. We just touched on it in Exodus 13 and verse 21. But that cloud, speaking of the Holy Ghost, that symbol of the Spirit of God, we find it way back in Exodus chapter 40 and verse 34. If you turn back into that, you'll see the cloud here, and it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Exodus 40 verse 34, it says that a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now when we look at this, we see in the cloud, we see the glory of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord filling the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And then that's an awesome thought, an awesome an awesome revelation when the glory of the Lord, when the Holy Spirit, as in that upper room in Acts chapter 2, he filled the whole room and then he filled everybody that was in that room. They became, as it were, the tabernacle of God, that the Holy Ghost came and filled the whole room and filled everyone that was in that room. And it tells us that the children of Israel went onward all their journey. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till that was taken up. In other words, everything that they were led by, the glory cloud. And oh, it is a cry of our hearts again for the glory of God to fill the very house of God and everyone that's in the house of God, to fill the gathering of where God's people meet, whatever the shape of the building is, is absolutely irrelevant. But in that room that the glory of God would fill that place, not only is there the fire and there's the cloud and them, and these might be basic truths, but it's good to remind ourselves of them. The wind again is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 3 and verse 8, The wind bloweth where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. How we pray for the wind of God to blow on this land, to blow across our homes, across our families, across this little town of Balnehenge, across wherever we are from. We need the 
wind of God that blow, the Holy Spirit that blow, just like that wind that blows in. We need the wind for men to be born of the Spirit of God. We need the wind to blow. Unless the wind blows, no one can be born of the Spirit. So we pray for the wind of God to blow into homes, the wind of God to blow into our families, the wind of God to blow across this island of Ireland. We're longing for the wind of God to blow again. In Acts chapter 2, they heard the sound from heaven of a, of a rushing mighty wind that again symbolizing the Holy Spirit. There was a sudden move. There was a suddenly, there was a sound as it was from heaven, as of a rushing. It sounded like a rushing mighty wind. Oh friend, what a, what a cry, what a desire in our hearts for that sound from heaven of a rushing mighty wind, the wind of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the living God, to blow in again. We need him to come as that wind, as that cloud, as that fire. In Matthew chapter 3, we see another symbol of the Holy Spirit. When the Lord Jesus Christ came up out of the waters at his baptism, the Bible tells us in Matthew 3 and verse 16 that lo, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Here we see another symbol of the Holy Spirit and was lighting upon him the Lord Jesus Christ. And a voice spake from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That dove representing the peace of God, that dove that rested upon the Lord Jesus Christ, descended upon him. That dove is the Holy Spirit. Not only the dove, the wind, the cloud, and the fire, but we also see him as the new wine. In Luke chapter 5, it tells us there the Lord teaching us that no man putteth the new wine into old bottles. We gotta be born of the Spirit and then we have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. New wine must be put into new bottles. A man must be born again and then he must be filled with that new wine. On the day of Pentecost, we read as they were all filled and came out onto the streets of Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 13, they mocked them, believing that they were full of new wine. And then it tells us that Peter says, These are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it be the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass, in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters, they shall dream, they shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. The Bible tells us that we're not to be drunk with wine, we're in excess, but we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that's the new wine, that God would fill us all with that new wine. So we see the fire, we see the cloud, we see the wind, we see the dove, we see the new wine, and then we see something very precious. We see that oil. In Psalm 133 and verse 2, it says that that oil 
is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. We need the oil. You know, it tells us of the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilling again in prophecy from Psalm 45, Hebrews 1 and 9, it says, Now thy God, even thy God, therefore God, even thy God, had anointed him with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. The oil of the Holy Spirit, the anointing oil, the oil of gladness. He was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows. The Bible tells us in Romans 14 and 17 that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, It's righteousness, it's peace, and it is the joy in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will bring us the joy of the Lord. That joy of the Lord then is our strength, bringing to us the living reality of that joy unspeakable, and it's full of glory. That anointing oil is an anointing that destroys the yoke. The anointing oil, the yoke shall be destroyed, obliterated because of the anointing. So these are some of the symbols that bring us the great truths of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But all of these symbols primarily lead us to the exaltation and revelation of everything of who Jesus Christ is. We cannot receive it by intellect. It's not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of God. Revelation comes not by intellect, but it comes by the way of the Spirit. But lastly then, bringing us to our verse tonight, we know that the Holy Spirit, one of the great symbols, they're all great, of the Holy Spirit is water. And we read tonight in Psalm 46 and verse 4, the psalmist in the trouble, the psalmist in the day of trouble, when he cries out that God is our refuge, God is our strength, God is a very present help in trouble. He then, as he works through it, and the earth is being moved and the mountains are being shaken, but he simply declares to us that there is a River, there is a river, there is a river presently today. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. God has revealed to us here the Holy Spirit as a river in Ezekiel 47 and verse 5. Ezekiel sees that river and tells us what and how it was revealed to him. When he began to measure the waters, eventually it tells us in Ezekiel 47 and 5 that he measured a thousand and it was a river that could not be passed over. For the waters was risen, waters, listen, to swim in, a river that could not be passed. Here we're seeing an immeasurable, unmeasurable or measurable river. You cannot measure the river of God. You can't measure God. Because he is so great, he is is so tall that you can't get over him, so low you can't get under it, so wide you cannot get round it. It's the love of God, it's God himself. He is so great, he is so mighty, 
He is the eternal God. And so there's a river here that he measures, but tells us that there is, there's waters for us to swim in. There, there is an abundance of God for the church of Jesus Christ. We can never exhaust this God. And he's presented to us and revealed to us as a river, rivers to swim in. It tells us in John 3 and 34, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. In other words, this is Jesus Christ. When the dove came and descended upon him, we know him, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit, this, this Trinity, this oneness of God, God one in three. And here we see this is an awesome revelation. The Spirit was given to him, Jesus, without measure. There was no limitation, not river. That river that Ezekiel's seen, there's waters to swim in. The fullness, the greatness, the awesomeness, the majesty of Jesus Christ and all the riches of his glory in this Christ. There are, you cannot measure this river of life. The Bible tells us in Revelation 22 and verse 1 that he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal. Now look where this river came from. Proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So all of everything of who that Lamb is and God himself. That river flows through this Christ who's been given. Who's been given the Spirit without measure. And everything of the revelation of the Spirit of God will lead us always to Jesus Christ and no one else. His ministry is to bring the revelation of Jesus. To reveal everything of this Christ and bring it to our hearts. This river proceeds out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare the twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And so the river of God brings healing. There is a river tonight. That's what the psalmist is saying. There's a river. And in this river there is healing. And there's no limitation to the river. You can't measure it. There's no limitation to everything of what Christ has done on the cross. It's a finished work. But brothers and sisters tonight, there is a vast supply of abundance of the mercy, the grace, and the healing, and the delivering power of Almighty God. We know that that river flows and proceeds from the Lamb. And the Lamb has been given the Spirit without measure. It is an abundant life. That's why Jesus said in John 10 and 10, The thief has come, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. To have that abundant life. That word abundance simply means to be full until it overflows beyond measure, super abundantly. That is the fullness of the Spirit of God. Jesus came to give us an abundant life, full and running over by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we see the Holy Spirit revealed to us as water. But then within that, we see that there are different 
avenues by which the water comes. For example, I want to show you some things tonight in Scripture. We see it in Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3. It's all water, but then there are different means by which the water is revealed to us. For example, in Isaiah 12 and 3, it says, Therefore with joy shall you draw water. And then it says, Out of the wells of salvation. So now we see the vehicle by which it is portrayed to us is a well. The well of salvation. The wells of salvation with joy will draw out from the wells of salvation. You remember Jesus at the, at, at, the, at the well with that woman in John 14, John 4 and 14. And he said, if you drink of that water, you'll thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him, Jesus said, shall be in him. A well of water springing up to everlasting life. So here we see that the well is presented to us and the water and the springing up, that life, that joy, that well of salvation. We see in Isaiah 66 here, it is presented to us. For thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 66 and 12, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. Here now we see a river and it brings peace again. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. So that river flows and brings peace into troubled hearts. There's trouble all around us. There's fear all around us. But the river of God, when it flows, flows into our lives, flows into our homes, flows into our family, flows into our minds. It brings us the peace of God. Let the river flow. Let the river of God flow to bring the peace of God wherever we may be in their workplace or those working in the hospitals. There's a river of peace. That is Jesus Christ himself. In, in all of this we see also in Psalm chapter 23 and verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside. Listen, here we see him still waters. This speaks of restoration. He restoreth my soul. He leads his people to restore them beside the still waters. A time of restoration to the soul. He restoreth the soul by bringing us to those still waters. That calm place. That place of rest in Jesus Christ. We see him in Psalm 133 again. Water. But these different types within that. In Psalm 133 and verse 3. It tells us there as the Jew of Hermon. And as the Jew that descended upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing even life forevermore. What we're seeing here is that Jew speaks of the blessing of the Lord. When the Jew of Hermon came down. When it rested. When it was like a blanket. It's the blessing of the Lord. How we need the blessing of the Lord. How we need the blessing of the Lord. Thank God that we're blessed of the Lord. It's like the dew of heaven resting upon our souls, resting upon our homes, resting upon our church, resting upon us as a people. That dew that speaks of the blessing of the Lord. And then we read in John 7 and verse 37, Jesus said in the last and the great day of the feast, he stood and he cried and he said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers 
of living water. Here we see rivers of living water. But this speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe in him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Christ was not yet glorified. And he is glorified today. And this is the river of life, rivers of living water, speaking of the baptism in the Holy Ghost, given to those that believe that they should receive the fullness of the Spirit. What's it like? It's like a rivers of living water. Oh God, may we all be full of the Holy Ghost. May we all experience a baptism where the rivers of living water flow out from our souls and praise unto our God. May that river burst forth in every life that's saved and follows Jesus Christ to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The rivers of living water flowing out. There is a river of life. Praise the Lord that river. There is a river, as the psalmist said. And then, not only that river, but then there's the floods. The Bible speaks of the floods. I will pour water on the thirsty. Floods, the Bible says, talks about floods. Here again we see the, 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 the representation given to us of the Holy Spirit in the form of floods upon the dry ground. I'll pour my spirit upon thy seed, my blessing upon thy offspring. Remember what Joel said, Be ye glad, ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord, for he's given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. Now we're speaking, when we talk about the floods, we're speaking of revival, the Holy Ghost in revival, in revival power when he pours out his spirit upon upon the dry ground the floods of revival lord let them fall oh that's the cry of our hearts to see a floods of revival that there be an outpouring of the spirit of god we see all these wonderful means by which the holy spirit is revealed to us bringing the great truths of jesus christ into our hearts by the spirit of god and the psalmist says in our reading tonight in that verse that there is a river and we must know tonight there's a river there's healing there's a place of restoration there's a place of peace there's a place of reviving there's the wind of god there's the cloud the glory and there's the fire of the holy spirit and how the the psalmist cries in the midst of trouble simply and, and and honestly and truthfully to every heart tonight there's a river for the saints of god there is a river in the midst of all that's happening there's still a river there's a river of life he says the streams of this river whereof shall make glad the city of god the streams of this river make glad the city of God. Those streams that flow out from that river, streams flow in and streams go out as it breaks. But those streams shall make glad the city of God. The city of God is known as the dwelling place of God. God's city, the city of God is known as the dwelling place of God. In the Old Testament, it was in Jerusalem. God had chosen that city. God had put his name there. To perpetually be there forever. That's what the Bible says. That God had chosen Jerusalem. He chosen. In this dispensation in which we're living in. The church of Jesus Christ. Is known as the city of God. 
This is the habitation of the Lord. In Ephesians 2 and 22, we are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Although at this time, separated in our homes, the purpose of God being fulfilled. But brothers and sisters, it is God's purpose that God's people meet together physically in fellowship as a habitation of God through the Spirit. And God delights to dwell there. God inhabits the praises of his people. Here we see the city of God, the streams that make glad the city of God. In Psalm 87 and verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord loveth, verse 2, The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, the dwelling place of God, where God inhabits, where God dwells, where God comes. The streams, the streams thereof shall make us glad. The streams of the river, praying that the streams will flow into every home, into every family. The streams from this river would flow into our living rooms and into our homes. They would flow into our community. They make us glad. The river of God. Psalm 32 in verse 10 says, Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. Psalm 32 in verse 10 But he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Verse 11 says this, Be ye glad in the Lord and rejoice. Ye righteous, shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, all ye that are upright in heart. Mercy shall compass about us. For the streams of that river shall make glad the holy place of the tabernacle, tabernacles of the Most High. There is a river, saints. There is a river in the midst of it all. Let us by faith receive tonight everything of what God has purchased for us in Calvary by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it not come through intellect, but by revelation on the basis of the word of God, that everything would be brought to our hearts by the power of the Spirit of God. There is a river without measure tonight, the river of God, that river of life. May we all be filled with that river. May God flood our souls. May the streams flow into our homes and make us glad. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We appreciate you listening tonight. We're going to pray as we close. Amen. Father, tonight we give you thanks. We praise you. We glorify you for this river of life. We pray tonight, Lord, for every hearer. Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. Lord, I pray that you would fill every life afresh with this river, whatever that need is in that home, in that heart, in that life whether it's restoration or peace or healing. Lord, we thank you. There is a river tonight, that river of God. We pray that you would flood the thirsty soul. We pray, Lord, that you'd fill with the Holy Ghost. Lord, we pray for the floods of revival in these days, O God. Lord, we give you thanks tonight that there still is a river today. And Lord, we pray by faith, Lord, that we would swim in those waters. There is a vast supply. 
Lord, bring all the great truths and revelations of everything of what Jesus has done on Calvary's tree. Lord, we pray, bring it all to our hearts tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. May Jesus be glorified in him alone. May you baptize us each one with the Holy Ghost and fire. Empower us for service in these days, Lord. Oh, we give you thanks and we give you praise tonight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise the Lord.